at the desk on this fine morning. It's not really fine, actually. It's quite wet. Hasn't rained in a little while. No. Yeah, now we've got a bit of rain this morning. Maya came in, she was soaking. Like, what happened? Did Bubba <laughs> get you with the hose? Yeah, but no, it's it's actually bucketed down overnight, which is kind of nice because it's been a little while. Yeah. But anyway, let's not digress too much. We saw the doula on Sunday, which is why we didn't have an episode that came out on Monday. So we had a little bit of a break, but it was uh, it was quite good. We took the uh, journey up to Red Hill <laughs> and then we went to a really nice beach that we've never been to before. Yeah, it was glorious. Yeah, so that was quite nice. Mm. Do you want to talk about the doula? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. You're the pregnant lady. Um, she told us off, <laughs> which was really good because um, that's her job to hold us accountable. We're, we're paying things. her for it. We're paying her for it. So um, she told us off for not maintaining our meditation practice. Mm. But it's really good because – I'm not saying but. I'm just saying like it's good because um, we needed to know the benefits and what would have gone wrong if we didn't meditate. And now we know the pros. and Because that first – I would say it was about nearly two weeks that we were doing um, consistent meditating. Mm. And then – um, it was probably more like a week, but I'm just being generous. Oh, it was around. It was around two weeks. I feel I like it was yeah, because yeah. we started to we we started on Insight Timer. We started to do, and you can see the consecutive days. Yeah, so you yeah. Can see how many days you're doing it? I only think we got to like eight or nine, but I think before that, including oh. the first days that we actually did it, which oh, was with the her. first three with yeah, her, yeah, yeah. and then there was a couple of others. So I'm like, I'm saying it's about it's about, it's it about two weeks. It was about two weeks. Yeah. So we um. We saw already a lot of benefits. Like we already kind of experienced that there was a lot, but obviously we needed to, it needed to kind of go one step further. And obviously it wasn't enough for us to just keep going because it felt really nice. It was like there are all the problems that have kind of come up in between or all the things that we're struggling with uh, can actually be dissolved and the stress can be dissolved by having this practice yeah so of course it's just like a well yeah of course that's what meditation is supposed to do yeah but it's like you some sometimes we need experience sometimes we need to really understand and have a physical experience to know that yeah it's okay so this is what it's for kind of like when um what was i talking about the other the other week and i was saying i kind of had to know what was it about meditation yeah to kind of come back to myself and kind of come to back to my body the thing is it's like i have another body inside me now growing so it's a whole different experience um, and it's changing and it's growing and it's moving and it's doing all its stuff which is really really cute yeah and that's also i get distracted because you know i'm pregnant and every day is just another adventure <laughs> with it and Every day here is another adventure. We have a wedding coming up, so there's lots happening. Yeah. And it's just been Big week this week. Big week huge. this week. Like Monday just flew. I was like, it's already four o'clock. Yeah. I was making my dress yesterday. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, how is it already four o'clock? I'm like, I, I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It's, it's good that she held us accountable to that to that because one that's her job to do that but i'm really grateful for that because we want that we want an accountability mentor to yeah pretty much pull us up on our shit because we don't really have that so i think uh we so we last saw her in end of december it's about 14 she, weeks ago I think yeah we and she said uh january uh sorry february uh we will yeah was it, it was been, before we been 14 moved weeks in. ago we last saw her. No, 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 it was the week between Christmas and New Year's. 
But anyway, and then she said, I'll see you in February. And I'm like, that's uh, it's a long it's a time. It uh, yeah. is a long time. Uh, but I was wondering actually if she was giving us the space to go on with the homework that she kind of set for us yeah. so that we could go away and do it and then either, you know, sink or swim with it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we sunk with it, but I think we were, we were naturally, I found myself naturally coming back around and meditating and primarily though, because I sort of hurt myself at work a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't like that wasn't a big deal or anything like that. It wasn't because of the workplace. It was you. Is that right? No, no. Well, part of the, or part of, part of the job, like wrapping up the cages and stuff, like I was charging through doing it. And then when I finished doing that, cause it was like half hour, I was almost like running with the wrap, like, cause I was by myself doing it and I had to like, you know, there's 10 pickers that are throwing cages at me yeah, pretty so much. I so I had to be really quick. And then after about half hour, 45 minutes of doing that really intensely, my hip flexor, like, oh my God, it was so excruciating. I could barely, I, could, I was limping big time. I couldn't even walk normally. Um, and I got home and I, like, I didn't even, I was stretching it, stretching, didn't do anything. Uh, I think I just, just that night, I just like went to bed and slept. I didn't do much. And it was still really sore the next day. Mm. Like real, I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like I, 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 I got to just get on with it type yeah. thing. And it was okay during the, the next day. I kind of got through it, through the pick. And that night again, it was really sore and, so when I was laying in bed before I went to sleep, I just meditated. Like I just focused on just relaxing and doing that kind of top top down relaxation of every single part. You know, you do that body scan and relax. And I was just like focusing on relaxing that, my hip flexor and that part of my leg. And I got that really awesome weightless meditation feeling that you get <laughs> where it's like everything is Oneness. like everything simultaneously <laughs> tingles, but or, or like, and stops feeling at all. Like you don't feel anything, you feel everything, but you Oneness. feel nothing at the same time. It's, it's an awesome feeling, that meditation <laughs> feeling. And it's like this weightlessness. And I feel like when you, it's, it's like the feeling of you literally uh, de, what's the word? Like de-inhabiting de your body. Like you're no longer in your body. You're kind of, yeah, you just sort of, your yeah, body dissolves or yeah. you dissolve. I, I, it's so weird to explain it, especially if you haven't meditated before. That probably makes no or sense. I had the experience. But if it. you've had the experience, you know what I'm talking about. And it's kind of like when you, the weight of your consciousness like leaves your body almost. Yeah. And then it just lets your body just do what it needs to do without yeah. you micromanaging like your pain. <laughs> and so I was, I was focusing on just, just relaxing like that. And then also just trusting as well that my body would do what it needed to do. And then, yeah, I did that for 15 or 20 minutes and went to sleep after that. I woke up the next morning, went to work, all good, came home. It was gone. I had no pain. Yeah, because you you didn't say anything since. No. I mean, your back, there's that little niggle. Oh, there's a it. bit of a niggle in my back. It comes from my neck. But, like, I haven't actually focused on that. Yeah. You know, maybe I should do that. I keep forgetting to. But I did that with my hip flexor, with that, that pain. Yeah. And I have not had any, any really? issue since. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like... It's probably a good thing anyway to come home, especially after like a hard day of physical work and just actually doing the meditating. And then I'm like, the the doula has set that for us too, yeah. to do the meditation uh, morning and night. So it's a good a good entry point back into doing that because yeah. we we did sort of slack off it for a month and a little it bit. It got hard, yeah. The, the main difficulty, and I know this is an excuse, so I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Uh, it was the the difference in schedules, the um, my work hours lengthening, yeah. being super duper tired like when I get home. Yeah. And again, like I said, I know it's an excuse. There's ways around it. But that's ultimately 
our reason, I guess, wasn't strong enough uh, when we started doing it to to force us to uh, you know alter our routine yeah. to say that this is a non-negotiable. Yeah. So let's make it work. Our reason wasn't strong enough to push through no. those sorts of you know minor minor obstacles. So, like I said, I'm well aware it's an excuse, but at this point now, I feel like I've naturally come back towards it. Uh, this your stress here is probably reaching. You know, it, it's it's boiling point. Yeah, I don't know. You had a bit of a cry yesterday when I got home when I was with you, and it was nice because you know you could sort of open up. I feel like and let some things out. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's difficult, obviously. So the meditation, meditating once again would benefit us for different reasons, mm-hmm. and I think those reasons, uh, you know, on top of what we know we should be doing or how we know it's going to benefit us when it comes to the birth. Yeah. And the whole, the whole pregnancy process and beyond, obviously, and beyond, yeah. you know, it's sort of tacking all these reasons on top and then we can, I, I feel like it's, we've, we've naturally come back around to getting into that meditative flow in the morning and night. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, already on day two. It's pretty like, yep, yeah, it's time to meditate. It's mm. not like, do you want to meditate? It's it's time to meditate. Yeah. So the language around it as well has kind of changed as well. Um, yeah, no, it was it's really good because I was as well – thinking because i've been going for walks with mushu and he's feeling it too because he if i am somewhat um carrying anything he really can feel it so he's hurt his his uh one of his front right front legs and back legs so like there's two that he's just he's like really ginger and probably, totally yeah. asymmetric right now <laughs> the way he's and he it's it's bothering me, but I know that I need to change my energy because I'm here. You you know you go to work and stuff, but I'm here, and it's my responsibility to make sure that he knows that I know that he's there and that I'm okay, and that he's okay, and that we're all okay. Because I haven't even seen Maya for a while. She just kind of comes in, eats, and goes out. Usually she sits on her perch. We've taken kind of her um, climber. We've taken it out of this room because she doesn't even go on it anymore. Yeah. It's just taking up space. It's just taking up space. So she's found a spot somewhere in the garden, which she obviously really loves more than being in this space. So maybe, I don't know, I have no idea what's going on. But, yeah, it's coming closer to us moving. Maybe we need this space kind of, you know, clearing this room. I have no idea. It's going to be interesting. So, like, it's interesting. Mushu Mushu picks up everything, every kind of energy shift or whatever. You can almost – you can tell when there's an energy shift or something's changing with that because Mushu is – he responds to it or reacts Reacts, with it. And he just absorbs everything. Mm -hmm. So, I think – the last couple of weeks, him getting really ginger and sore, I think if it feels as though he's picking up on perhaps what's a you know, heightened emotional state from us yeah. potentially and he's absorbed, he's taking all that. The wedding's coming up. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of yeah. stress happening at the moment on all fronts and everyone's in a different situation. Everyone's got their own stuff. And when he's sitting in the house and we're all venting, he he feels it. Mm. He picks it up. And usually he, came, he comes in here if there's something going on out there and yeah. if we're doing something, he, you know, he's back, he goes into the um, a little walk-in it was sitting there. Your the um, whole session was at two and uh, two and a half hours. I think you were in here. Yeah, I had a client he on had Saturday. A client yeah, and he was in there, and it was so <laughs> hot. And he was, and I'm like trying. I was like, I need to feed him. It got to I don't even know. It was like nine o'clock, and he still it was just like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he's yeah. yeah I, I do feel bad, but there's. I mean, we, we just we have to figure out a way, I guess, to continue to affirm that he's safe and yeah. that he's okay and yeah. perhaps he's because he is feeling unsafe he's withdrawing so when he's not when he can't sort of access us he hides yeah 
and that's that's what I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. right? he started going under the house, like separating himself entirely, like okay. getting away, going where it's cooler. Yes, because it has been hot, it's been nice. but he's even when the days haven't been hot, he's still been going under he's the house. So. I feel as though he's, yeah, he, he's literally hiding, like trying to remove himself entirely yeah, from the him. sort of the, the place, you know. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, where, where, is, where is owners, you know, where is, where is people? So, yeah, I mean, it's up to us to alter something in ourselves too yeah. so that he can, he can heal, he can, yeah. you know, mend, mend I guess. Yeah, and I think that us meditating will help to get that sort of energies, like release a lot of that just relax a whole lot more and I think we'll be a lot more peaceful yeah. as we go about the days and I'm sure that energy shift will impact much. him as well. Yeah, I think so. Usually when we change, he changes with us. I remember um, there was a couple of times like I st- even going for walks, I needed to trust him more. Um, like if like I took him off the lead a little bit and I would be anxious, he would probably run further away yeah. from me, like straight away, wouldn't listen. But if I trusted him and I would say, oh, uh, uh, he'd actually stop. He'd stop where he was. Like he wouldn't obviously go the whole way, but he would stop because I wasn't anxious. I'm like, no, I have to tell, you know, like changing my energy really helped. And, I mean, I've been learning that a lot about that through walking him uh, at the moment, learning how or teaching him how to, I don't know, it's like teaching me and him <laughs> how to go for a walk together. And it's just a relationship, building a strong relationship. So and a trusting relationship. So he trusts me that I know where I'm going and that it's safe, and yeah. I can I can know that he won't run off. Like I have to trust that he's not going to run off. That he's going to listen to me and stand by my side. So there's that. There's so much involved when you have a pet. It's not just having a pet and just being like, oh, nothing's working. Or it's like, no, no. You, it's like working at a relationship. The one that really uh, that that stuck with me was there was a uh, he was I can't remember he. Was he limping? I think he, again, he was another time when he was like, had a sore like joint yeah. somewhere. And oh, I was, I was just, I was frustrated with him. I think there was stuff going on with me. I think it was, it was probably the time where I was really frustrated because like so much was happening. It might have been after we found out we were pregnant and it might have been, before. or it might have been before I that. Think it was before and that. I was just like frustrated because of the situation, nothing was sort of felt like it was working and, and it was just, it was you know, boiling up in, with me and then Mushu goes and hurts himself and then I'm just, I'm angry at him. I'm projecting that anger into him yeah. going like, for fuck's sake, like this is, the, we, we can barely, we're barely scraping through to to afford ourselves at this point and then Mushu goes and hurts himself. It's like, I, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> and I was, so I was like, I was projecting that anger onto him and he wasn't getting any better. And then literally, I think, yeah, you pulled me up on it and said like, can you stop? Yeah. Can you please give him some like give him some love because he didn't mean to hurt himself obviously. And he I was like, want to be sore. yeah, I was like, okay, you know what, fair enough, okay. All right. <laughs> and then I just sat with him for a bit and you know like gave him a little bit of love and I think yeah. it was like the next day he was fine. Totally changed. Yeah. 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 And that when when that happened and it was just like I just adjusted my energy towards him. It's like it completely changed the way he was. Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like he is the 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 physical manifestation of our like emotional our joint <laughs> emotional states in this space. That's what that's what he is like. Yeah. He is reflecting everything that's everything happening internally yeah. here. Well, he's been with us for nearly our whole relationship for years. Yeah. He's five this year. Like he's been with us for a long time and we've built you know, we've built a strong bond with him. He's been like everywhere. I mean we've moved like you said we've moved four times. <laughs> you yeah. know back and forth to, from here to other places and it's like 
Yeah, he's he's coming with us on this journey. He's with us on this journey. Yeah. So he is part of our relationship. He's part of our family, and we need to. Yeah, he's like a what is it, like a um, not a rudder, like uh, uh, like kind of like a compass. Mm. He's like uh, like to, he like when we know if he's down, I'm like oh, okay, his gauge is yeah, that's right. He's like, what he's, is he's it? a yeah. gauge. He's a gauge for our, uh, our <laughs> spiritual states, <laughs> emotional states. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's, yeah, as soon as I'm like, I, I know there's something wrong. I know that, that we haven't given him enough attention. I know that we've kind of maybe neglected him a little bit. And so when you got really busy, when you got work and then you got even um, more busy with uh, the spreadsheets and getting clients and you're working, there's less time for, you know, just the general, you know, he used to come in and sit on the bed. Mm. And that was his his time. That was our time together. And we don't do that anymore. Mm. You know, he was, and then he's actually sleeping outside of our room now. So, like you said yesterday, is do you reckon that all this started happening when we actually when he started sleeping outside of a room because he's usually with us and he's been doing that for four years. He's been sleeping with us for four years. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, probably because he feels abandoned. Because you know what, he was abandoned the first time that we got him. You know, we got him from the pound. So, and he doesn't like feeling abandoned. We know that. Mm. <laughs> He's a little bit needy. I only say a little bit, meaning a lot needy. But also it's like building that relationship. We needed, we we know that he, if he's down, we're going to fix something. And he got in a really bad way. He had abscesses, abscesses, abscesses? I don't know. Abscesses, I don't know. Abscesses. Yeah, on both sides of his of his bottom jaw, which have healed now. Because what did we do? Every single day we were with him. I put gave him coconut oil and honey. Went down nearly instantly. Totally, yeah. totally changed. Um, and he had a uh, obviously a, a mites or something got to him in the grass, and he's been rolling in it for ages. And he's well, like something's gone on. There's a huge rash on his ass. I'm like, okay, coconut oil and. Uh, Apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. That changed. Genius. That was a game changer. Totally yeah, he was really bad. And for a long, for a long time, he's had like red. He's been red spotted, like from the base of his tail, sort of up about ten or you know ten or twelve centimeters up his back. Yeah. And it's, it's flaky, flaky skin, like yeah. scabby skin, and it's been like that for a little while. I haven't really known what to do, what to do about it, and it's just got progressively itchier and itchier to the yeah. point where it was almost like his entire body was just like one giant itch. He was aggravated about everything. Yeah, I felt so bad, and then uh, yeah, we're looking it up, and literally. Uh, you know, people like go to the vet and get like a medicated cream or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's going to cost like a hundred million dollars. But then uh, the comments after that were like, I got stung and my act, my dog actually got a reaction from yeah. that. And all, and I'm like, yeah, there should should be another. So one. you saw something else, and it was like apple cider vinegar and borax. It was a vet. He said he goes go apple cider vinegar, borax, and coconut oil for these kind of rashes. And all we did, all we stuff. did was we just went and got one of the like sort of two liter. It was like five dollars fifty from Coles, like the the um, bottle of apple cider vinegar, and we just mixed mixed a. I don't know, just I poured it in for just a little bit and to a bucket with like a half and half. Oh, not half, half. Oh, wasn't we no, no, it's not, we that's way too it. potent. Yeah, dilute it because it's really strong. Uh, so if you pour in like, I don't know, like, I think it was around sort of two, two to three liters of water. And then I poured in maybe like the equivalent to a cup or cup, a cup and yeah. a half of apple cider vinegar. And then just I Basically. mixed it around. I just like had a smell. Like if it was really strong, the you apple cider, you just put a bit yeah. more water in it. Like it was kind of just like that. Yeah, you and then, um, yeah, you just had the cloth and I just poured out of the bucket yeah, onto yeah. him and then you just wiped it every now and then. And we just pretty much did that over his whole body. Yeah, for three, four days. Oh, my God. We did it 
twice and his skin is basically back to white, back to normal. He's not after the first time he did it, completely stopped scratching. He was like actually sleep. He could actually sleep. Yeah. Because I remember when he was like the worst dog owners. (laughs) Oh my god. But it, like it just got to that point. Like he was, he's because I'm like he's been fine. Why do we? Why have all of us? And he's been here for a long time. We've been here for over a year. Yeah. And just now he's getting it. That's weird. I'm like that's got nothing to do with the environment. That's something to do with something else. And we know that he's very, very sensitive. So like okay, well we need to do something here. I'm like we ha- and I'm like yes we have probably neglecting it. There's just been a lot happening. You know the baby and then you working a lot and like I'm focusing on this and I don't like. I was focusing on him and Maya because they were our babies. So now it's like this is happening. It's That also took me away from them. Yeah. He's obviously connected and Maya as well, or both of them. It's like, yeah, we need to it, – it, that's a navigator. But, you know, I care, we care about them. That's why we want to help them. Mm. It's like we're not worse dog owners because we didn't go, you know what, I can't do this. Let's just – you know, just open the gate and go free. So, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, the point of all this too to have this conversation is not just to air out like how we've done with the dog. I mean, for starters, I mean, if, if you kind of get any benefit from this uh, from this discussion, yeah. with, like if you've had a similar experience or whatever, like let us know. Mm. Uh, but also if you your dog is going through something similar, I don't know if like us talking about this might just provide a little bit of uh, uh, an idea perhaps of a way that you could look at it. Because I don't know, this, this has worked and I really feel like, as I said, when we're really down or when we're starting, whether we realize it or not, yeah. when we start to go downhill mentally and emotionally, he he becomes physically ailed by yeah. something. Yeah. He so, shows us like physically. I mean, it doesn't always show it physically if it's bad enough. Like obviously, it's we've really yeah. let it go and I, I, I can feel that. I absolutely yeah. can understand why he's in that state because that's how I feel how he looks and how he is physically and I'm like, oh, my God. The way I look at him is I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel like I'm in pain. I'm itchy. I'm aggravated. I'm anxious. All of that. I'm so frustrated. Everything is bothering me. Yeah. Like everything. <laughs> the door was like, what's going on? I'm like, everything is pissing me off. Like literally everything. <laughs> it's just like, but like what particular? I go, everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything annoys me. And that's what it is. Just that itch just going, oh, my God, like nothing's working. Like this dress is not working. Like these things just keep not working. Like there's so many things that I'm trying to get to and it's just not working. Like so meditation maybe can bring me back to wholeness. I think so. <laughs> it's worked in the it has worked in the past. So and I like I said, we've come back around to it naturally going, okay, uh now I think it's probably relevant it's that a we really have reason it. as well. So it's that meaning and reason that we've been talking about in the last couple of episodes. It's like yeah. when you find meaning to do something it just changed your motivation to do it. Yeah. Like, you don't just do it because, like, oh, you should meditate. It's really good for you. It's really general, you know, and <laughs> can't just start meditating just because you're like, well, if there's no damage, if there's nothing wrong, then mm. why am I going to meditate? And even if something is wrong, it's like there are different kinds of meditations for certain things as well, like different ways. You've got to find your kind of style of meditating that you prefer. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, that's like that whole thing. It's, it's a process yeah. because it's your personal way of connecting with yourself. But you just, I mean, you start, you can do the guided, you can do the guided stuff at the I start or you literally can just do like like what I said I did just before I went to bed is just sit body there scan. and just do a body scan. Just like think about your body from head to toe. And then as you slowly move your like awareness from the top down, just think about, relaxing any any tension that you're experiencing in that area and I, I love doing that because when you yeah when you do that you realize how much like it could be the most subtle thing like you're sitting there and you don't even realize but for whatever reason you're slightly holding your shoulder up yeah 
and it's like you're not paying attention. And then when you get to that scan, you sort of feel the the extra energy in that in that shoulder area, and you go. And when you let that go, you realize I've been holding my shoulder up like a couple of inches. Yeah. This whole time, for what reason? For nothing, right? When you hold your breath, you get to your chest, and you're like, <sighs> yeah. And you like exhale, like why was I holding my breath? Like how yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's really freaking powerful. Yeah. I, I I don't do fantastic with the visualization stuff because but I get in my head. But that's. But with me though, when I'm when I'm doing think, focusing on my body. And yeah, where I'm holding tension in my body, that helps me to get into that relaxed, weightless state. Yeah. And I love that. It feels so good. When I'm doing the visualization stuff, I get frustrated when, I, when I'm not really great at doing it. Uh, I get that it's probably a practice thing, but what really works for me better, more consistently to have a more gratifying experience is that just, just focusing on relaxing the points in my body. You can have a, a background like chant or a mantra that, you're, that you do in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the one that she gave us, it was a hum. A hum, yeah. Yeah. And so Which you can- Which means uh, wait, uh, effortless. Right. Effortlessness. Okay. Well, yeah. So you can have a mantra in the background while you're sort of doing that too. And yeah, I, I incorporate that every now and then. And yeah, I mean, sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. And every meditative, meditation experience is yeah. going to be different too. So I will say about the guided though, it does depend. If someone's giving you details that are so like, imagine a red cup. And then in that cup, there's like, they literally go with every – that sometimes doesn't work because there's, there's no – it doesn't allow you to – well, it depends as well. Sometimes you need it. That would sometimes, work for me because I don't, you have that ability to uh, let go like that with your imagination. I, I, to me, it doesn't. I prefer to be able to understand what it is that I'm supposed to be visualizing. Yeah. Because if I don't have that guidance, mine's just going to go – and then I get really frustrated. When we were doing, um, I think when I was guiding you, when we were, I think we were at Pasco Vale and I was guiding you through our house, that would be like visualizing our house and our study and all that. And then I might go to the desk and then you kind of like were like, you didn't want to go to the desk, I think. Like you were wanting to do something else. Like you were, weren't imagine, you weren't envisioning what I was saying. So that as well, it's like you walk into your space, what do you see? And then that's like it gives you like is there – you know, what's on the walls and you look and then all of a sudden you bring your attention to just focus on it. It's not the, the vi- visualization. It's like you feel it. You, you can, you connect with it in a different way. Like mm. you still do. Everyone has it because you can see things. I'm not saying that like, like obviously I, I've got it in a different way. I can close my eyes and all of a sudden I'm in the field and I can, everything's happening. You've got waterfall, like flowers, birds, something else happening, there's some people and cyclists, which aren't really people, they're just versions of me. And, you know, all this stuff happening, that's because, you know, I prefer it that way. But yours, you feel. So it's like if I tell you to feel the grass, you'll feel the grass. Mm. If I tell you to, like, yeah. what, yeah, clear sky, you'll be able to just, like, the, I don't know, you'll be able to figure out how to bring that. Because it's like, I'm not saying picture it. Yeah. I'm just saying like, notice it. Real, like, notice the clear sky. That does actually work better for me, I, I guess, because yeah. when you say the idea, because I don't know, I feel like when I think of a clear sky a lot of the time, I, I like to, I love the point, the, one of the, my favorite things about summer are the mornings, like just before or after dawn, yeah. where everything just feels so fresh from, from like the night. It's like the world's sort of gone to sleep 
and it's woken up and it's fresh and it's peaceful and the birds are waking up. Rejuvenated. It's rejuvenated. And if you think about a clear sky, it's, yeah, there's not a cloud in the sky, let's say. So there's a bit of a, a cold tinge in the air, and but the smell as well. Like you get the smells of the nature, especially if there's a bit of a breeze and it's sort of, you can smell the, the trees that are See, around you. this is you all visualization. And, yeah, That's yeah. That's your version of visualization. You feel it, you're connected to it, you yeah. notice it's like more of a feeling than it is like seeing it God, that's so nice just the smells i love like <laughs> the smells in the air when and that's another thing and the senses because it's all the senses mm. i struggle to smell in like and a lot of people struggle to smell and taste i think in meditation i can't remember which one it is uh, it could be the smell but you always talk about smells which is ironic because you struggle to smell <laughs> generally but you you always you always talk about it, the smells, the smell of the rain, or the smell of mm. just freshness, or the smell of something else. Like you, that's something that a lot of people don't have. I don't have that. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've really always... got to focus on figuring like to really smell something. I mean, it could be a lot of the time. It could be certain smells that are associated with like fond memories that I have. Yeah, probably. Uh, but you know, when when I was younger, we lived on like a big bit of land that was sort of up on a hill and it overlooked like the entirety of Sunbury. And so like I'd wake up, you'd hear all the usual morning noises that the whole town would have. Like you could literally hear everything from up there. um, Beauty and the Beast town when she wakes up. (laughs) just like But it was also, yeah. (laughs) I just see you with your little dress on (laughs) (laughs) top of the hill with your little basket ready to take on the day. But I'd also like, because I was a kid too, you know, we had the trampoline. I loved the trampoline. So I'd get out and you go jump on the trampoline and stuff and you're up with the smells and the sounds of the early morning. And I think a lot of it's the fondness from that. And as well with the summer, they're probably one of the reasons that I really love the summer smells and, and the colours and the feel is because we used to go to Queensland because my mum's side of the family is all up in Queensland. We used to go up there like every summer. We'd drive up there every Christmas time for, God, I don't even know how many years in a row we did that. But it was just something we really looked forward to at the end of the year. We know we're going to Nana and Granddad's. Yeah. And just, I don't know, that 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 summer that summer vibe that the feels the smells that their property was really fun like there's so many fond memories and i think now every time when i go out there and i smell the smells that a lot of it a lot of those smells are they are i associate them on some sort of subconscious yeah. level with those elements from my past which is good because then it helps you in meditation because that yeah. was your experience so you know what that feels like and what that smells like and yeah. you can relate in that moment bring that moment here like bring that good feeling into this space right now which might not be so great and where you need a little bit of that rejuvenation yeah because i'm like morning. why is it that it smells so good like well, how can it feel so good and i feel I, maybe it is it's because it's got a, it's attached to a memory that i don't realize it's triggering a lot of our stuff is attached to memories whether it's a trauma or, or yeah. bad or good it's like everything has a as a memory because i mean otherwise we wouldn't remember it yeah we wouldn't know it because we haven't experienced like we experience something that's in our body somewhere that's how that's how you know when you think about anything really that's uh in your in your past like exactly like that you know i was just there on the hill you can describe everything and it's like well, you remember it that's why you can go back and you can kind of connect with it and bring yeah. it here and then you can embody it. You can be like, I want to feel it again. You can feel it again. And like, I'm feeling that feeling and I want to bring it. Kind of when we were at uh, Mornington and there was that we were on the beach and everything felt possible. Yeah. And everything was just good. And the, the energy around us was so beautiful. And there was like the richness <laughs> and wealth and excitement and business and all of this just possibility yeah. was there. And I'm like, we know that feeling. 
because we were, con- we were connected so much with it because we were so present. We were like, I want to remember this feeling. But it was also, it was, we were so present, but it was also what we want. Like we want well, to be yeah. around that kind of space. So it was like, yeah, the alignment of what we want internally with where we were externally. Yeah. And I think, I feel like that kind of synergism just, created a really potent experience yeah. for us and oh, we can go back there and use it as yeah. A tool. yeah and i mean that's and that's the, the beautiful thing right we don't need to necessarily experience that every time we go there but the fact that we had that experience and we felt what that felt like yeah to yeah go everything is possible and then every time where we had a thought it's like oh my god we can do something with this it. it's like our, our ability to imagine and create and and produce just just went exponential you know exponential growth it was yeah. like we can we can make anything happen from yeah. here we can in this space, in this feeling, we can do anything. And I, I don't, I, I, it was, it's, yeah, it is an incredible feeling. Like I said, maybe we only needed to really experience that the once just to know what the feeling was feeling, yeah. so that we can recall the feeling when we need to. Because especially, yeah, we come back and we're in a completely different environment here. We're in an environment that it's lovely, it's beautiful around here, yeah. but it's not where we want to be. It's not yeah. the vibe that we want. We want something, we want something else. Yeah. So, there's not there's a slight dissonance I think between how we feel here and how we want to feel generally speaking. Yeah. yeah. So what our life wants, what we want our life to look like and feel like and be like. It's of course we've got a vision for ourselves. We've always everyone's got a vision for themselves, but it's whether or not you believe that you can have it is the difference. Like yeah. we still like regardless of the ups and downs you've got. It doesn't matter how down you go. You, there's a part of you that knows that that's what you want. Your body wants it. You want it. Like we, I still have that that house, and it changes a little bit because as we change and grow, and move toward it. But it, it's getting better. It's becoming better. It's becoming more possible. It's becoming more real. Yeah. And but there's always something, no matter how down we go. I'm like, this is just something that I got to go through, and I've had like a really rough couple of weeks. Or I don't know how long it's actually been, but <laughs> that you laugh and scratch your head, all awkward and nervous because you know that that's true. <laughs> I, I, I know that this isn't, this isn't permanent. There is something happening. And what the doula said, she goes, you are literally transformed. This is the time to do all the work, the hard shit to get rid of, to break habits before the baby comes. Because she goes, you've only got 20 weeks now. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Don't say only. <laughs> I'm kind of halfway. But yeah, in reality, I've only got 20 weeks. 20 weeks to cut cords of the past that had been holding me back so fucking hard to all the just habits and people and experiences and traumas that there's a lot it's not even not that it's necessary it could be a lot or it's just one thing that I need to really say goodbye to which is like my old past my old self like literally shedding shedding my old skin and stepping into a new one. And that is very it's it's not the most comfortable thing. It's it's really uncomfortable. It hurts a lot. <laughs> it hurts a lot when you got to let something go. It's like when you think of your most your finest possession and leaving it and being like I or you know I always feel like when people have like when their houses burn down or when floods happen and you lose everything that feeling of like I've got nothing. When I went to London and I lost all my, all, like I had to get rid of all the luggage, just taking everything, my whole identity, just shedding that, just sent me spiraling to depression. <laughs> but after that, when I settled, I was like, I so had to do that because I was so attached to my stuff. I was so attached to the story and the identity and 
what I thought was actually helping me was really actually sending me further away from myself and I'm not growing. I wasn't growing and I didn't grow until I decided to grow and let it go, which was very difficult. I feel like that only that growth really comes when you adjust your, your focus to in your internal content. Like, so I'm reading that. I'm still reading the, the, when I bloody get to reading, cause I tell you, it's been hard to set aside <laughs> time to read, but the seven habits of highly effective people. And it talks about the, the center where your center is. This is in chapter two. And where's your, yeah, where's your sort of focus as, as you go through life? Are you focused? Is your, is your center something externally to you? Mm. Are you basing your life on money or relationships or institutions that you attend, whether it's church or, or, you know, schooling, you know, that kind of stuff. Is it your, are you self-centered? You know, or it says like one of the, the, the antidote to a lot of that stuff is to be principle centered, value centered. Like, who are you? What do you believe in? What have you from your experience come to learn about the world? And then how can you actually incorporate that into pretty much the base, your foundation, where you're coming from as you go through life and you're setting that for yourself. As you have an experience, you learn something and you go, I'm going to incorporate that. I'm going to take that on board. That seemed to work when I did this. What what was it about that that worked? Okay, let's try and extrapolate from that and let's see if I can apply that to this other situation here. And that's where that growth comes. When you pull your focus back into something more so, it's like, it's like you're, you're gathering data from the world and then you're constantly testing testing that data to see if it's reproducible. Yeah. And then but when you do that, that's where the real growth comes in because you're you're living your own experience you're so in your own experience because you're focused on seeing can does this work does this in a principle of mine that I've, I've garnered for myself does it actually work when I apply it to you know every other situation in my life and if it doesn't okay what else can I do and that's where you start to pay more attention to what you're doing and what's happening around you and you can you that's where you start to grow and develop as a person because you're take like I said you're taking in those taking in all that all the the data and then with that, you're developing, you're developing the ideas behind it. You're developing your understanding. You're developing yourself by doing it. If you're focusing on your things, your possessions, you know, your relationships or yeah, where you, the places that you go to, if they essentially give you your identity, then everything about you and your growth is dependent upon what they do, what happens, what happens with them. And for the most part, nothing's going to happen with them. Right. So if it's, you know, if, if you're, if you go to church and that's a massive part of your identity, the church isn't going to change. So if a big part of your identity is attached to that, if that's not going to change, well, then you're not really going to change. Mm. But if that changes, I mean, you change with it, but it might not be good change. Yeah, well, th- you that's might just, it, right? you might I just mean, kind of like allow yourself to be pulled from what happens, from the circumstances that happen in your relationships at the church, at the whatever community you kind of identify yourself with or, or any of those centers. Yeah. But, and like for, like for you, yeah. you were very possession-centered. I very was. thing centered, right? Yeah. And when that was taken away from you, you were taken away from you, right? Completely. And so it's like your, but your growth as a person was de- dependent upon the acquiring things. So it's like your own development, as you bought more clothes or new shoes mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like that's how you felt like you were improving yourself in the world. Yeah. But then that was all taken away from you. And then all of a sudden you were left with absolutely fucking nothing. I literally nothing. died that day. There was a part of a huge, my identity died that day. Yeah. Completely, because like I can't even remember what I was letting go of. I have no idea what I threw out, and it's probably all my best stuff as well. Because I came in, I'm like, did I seriously throw that out? Like, oh my god, my favorite. I had like a detox jersey kind of uh, top that I loved. No idea why, but I loved it. 
But I'm like, I, I threw it out. Yeah. I didn't wasn't even thinking because I was just shedding. I was like literally dying. Sac- it, just completely sacrificed. It was more or less, a, I think from, you know, me listening to you telling the, those stories, uh, you know, that story about how you had to get rid of all that. It was a good thing because then you had to recenter. And the difference also for me, because I know we've talked about a lot, you know, things like saying no to people, things like putting yourself first, uh, looking after yourself so that you're able to, uh, you know, look after those around you as well is putting, putting yourself first. It's not a self, it's not selfish or self-centered in that kind of negative way. It's about what, what is it that you, what is it that you need? Mm. Not, how do I sort how do I sort of put this? Being self-centered, being like, what's in it for me? Uh, what can I get out of this? Uh, you know, why should I do that? Yada, yada. It's, I don't want to. It's kind of like you're servicing an idea of yourself that you're trying to maintain. So, it's almost like you're putting yourself externally and you're, you're trying to service an image of yourself in order to, to move through the world. And, and if you're perceiving your interactions and you, what you take on as being something relevant only to that idea of yourself, well, then that's sort of that's that's going to stifle your ability to do much because you're going to close yourself off to potential opportunities. Well, you're not being of service to anyone but yourself. Right. But I hope I explained that all right. But if you have that more principled approach where you say like, this is something that's important to me. This is what I value. And I've learned to value this because I have learned. Like we've said, you, when you have the experience and you understand the relevance of something or you try something and it works, you go, okay, let's let's try more of this mm-hmm. and see how that continues to, to sort of unfold. And you start to enjoy yourself. And you are able to maintain a greater consistency throughout life and you're actually more stable if you if you, your actions and the way you approach the world then are based upon those more stable underlying principles and values that you have, well, then you got, you're going to show up better. You're going to be more inspired and more motivated to show up. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's going, do I, I know that if I, if I'm forcing myself to do something, I'm not going to want to do it. And I'm not going to do a great job of it. And who's going to benefit from me doing a, a half-assed job of something for someone? Yeah. No one's going to benefit. I'm going to be angry. You're going to get a you know a shit a shit job is going to be done for you. So you'll I'll be have pissed. To get it redone. <laughs> yeah, so it's not, it's not being selfish to say no. Sometimes it's it, sometimes it's absolutely necessary because it's in no one's interest for you to do it. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. right? In the and the scheme of things, yeah. That's it. But there'll be times though where it's saying yes because it's an opportunity perhaps for you to to expand. grow and expand you know I, I don't necessarily know why i don't know the ins and outs of every situation obviously but there's just times where saying no is necessary and sometimes saying yes is necessary but it's it's a lot of that comes from and knowing when to say no and to say yes comes from that experience and comes from that data input and that value and the principles so that you can always go back there so when you have a decision to make you can go back to your principles yeah. and your values and say Based on what I know and what I've experienced to be the certain a case, which has been tested against reality, and reality has basically given me the thumbs up on it, uh, you know, I know that I can that I this decision is the right one to make for me, and that's not a selfish thing to do. That's a that's like this is a win win yeah. because I'm going to be good doing it, and the person I'm doing it for or the situation is going to benefit from me doing it. It's also um, with the selfishness, like the self-centered in a negative set, sense. You could be what also could be it's like I don't want to do it because I don't like that person or I don't like what they did to me or I don't like what they say or it's that um, uh, what is it not uh, revenge as well, like that kind of those kind of negative things. It could just be about what being vindictive being as vindictive. Well. Yeah, that's vindictive. That's the thing. It's like doing that kind of stuff. It's gonna if it's a negative, you actually create more of a negative impact on yourself than you do 
the other person. They don't know, or maybe they do know, that if they ask you to do something or ask for your help, obviously they have no idea. <laughs> so that if you're like, no, I don't want it just because you've had a thought or you have got your own personal opinion about them and that's got nothing to do with what they've asked you or helped you with, then it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you're only hurting yourself. That's what we do. If we we only hurt ourselves when we're just going to be like, no, I'm going to hold this opinion and that's it with no no way of actually just moving things around, being like, well, I can change. Everyone can change. Anything is possible. But also are you always going to just put your opinion above everything mm. else that's possible or the opportunity that you could actually notice in that person or that situation or the thing or that environment or that event Whatever well, I think a part of that sort of openness to the data and the experience means that you have to be willing to adapt yourself as well and adapt yeah. those principles and values. And if you stick so, if do. you do stick so steadfast to them, you're 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 going to approach different situations in the exact same way, yeah. as opposed to you know I used to play cricket. You know they used to the classic thing with when you're batting, you know play every ball on its merits type thing. You know if it's going to be a, if it's a full ball, if the ball's you know going to be pitched around your feet, you're not going to go onto your back foot and try and fucking slap it. You know it's full, you'll you'll get bowled out, right? So it's kind of like the same thing with every situation. You you cannot necessarily bring the exact same perspective to every single situation because, well, the situation is going to have different merits. And so it's what can you actually take from? What can you learn from it? And it's being open to the merits of it. Absolutely. And all you can do, for, I mean, for the, fundamentally, you, you all you can do is is bring your your values and your worldview to that, or bring your perspective to that situation. So and that's fair enough because you need to have a foundation when you're approaching something. But it's about being willing to alter or adapt the foundation or being open to something different and then perhaps absorbing that into your foundation as necessary. Mm -hmm. And that requires a level of openness and, and humility as well to say, I don't know everything. I don't know all there is to know. So I'm going to come into this situation where I'm I'm or I'm going to have a conversation with this person who has a different perspective to me and be open to their different point of view. Yeah. Now there's there's a uh, being a student rather than a Yeah. Teacher. There's a guy that I work with uh, who's politically very differently minded to me, right? And if we just looked at each other on face value and went you're you're on the left, I'm on the right or however we want to sort of, you know, however we want to label it, we're like, oh, we're not going to fucking talk about it because we can't have a conversation because you just have you because I because I view you as having that particular that particular worldview. We just can't be friends. We just can't talk because you're a bad person. But both of us are actually really open, and we have we have fucking epic chats, and we realize how much we had in common mm -hmm. because we're both open to to each other's different point of view. That's amazing. And then actually, even when we knew that we were coming at each other from from foundations which neither of us really were uh, neither of us I think had a strong enough argument or a strong enough reason to pull each other away from our own foundations we still opened up and we gave each other the space to express their foundation and go I can understand you better now it's also so I it's, see you as well yeah. it's like just giving that giving them space to show up as themselves well, that's right yeah. yeah and then it's kind of they feel that space and you see them open up a bit and you're like you're a fucking cool person that's where trust comes we might not we might not agree on certain things but we agree on so much more so many more important things than, than smaller petty shit mm. And it's like we have a great relationship because a lot of the time, because of those sort of differences in the way we approach a certain situation, there are there are things where if I perhaps didn't have this relationship, I would be a lot more uh, rigidly inclined a certain way or I'd be a lot more ignorant of other things too. I've adapted a little, I've fine-tuned a bit of my beliefs 
based on the conversations that we've had. And I've gone, you know what, that is a fair point. I'll take that into consideration. I, I really agree with that. Fundamentally, I still believe X, yeah. but you have, you, you, present, uh, you present a very compelling, you know, argument one way. And so even though I'm still coming from X, I'm going to sort of refine it a bit to kind of take on a little bit more input, a little bit more data. Mm-hmm. And that that is such like a, it's such a pleasure, it's a pleasurable feeling to, to feel that kind of expansion, to take on say, that extra expanding. knowledge. And, and to also, but also have the, have a strong relationship that's built upon differences. Well, he's going to be one of your clients now. Yeah, he is, he is. I'm really excited. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. I just wanted to quickly mention where we went and saw the doula uh, down, down Mornington Way. She recommended we go to Point Leo, which is along the beach down there. And it's funny because I've been saying like a lot when we're talking about moving to the beach, it'd be awesome. Uh, moving out to the other side of of uh, of Mornington. Yeah, I didn't know what you meant by that. I thought you meant like just along the coast. Goes like side. Sorrento or Rosebud. Yeah, no, I was no, like no, that way. And I'm like, Beach. no, like literally other side, like Hastings. Other side, yeah, yeah. Other beautiful side. Beautiful and quiet and peaceful. And beautiful just out there. I've like, never been out there. I was just like, I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be nice. Yeah, and it then was. She it was recommend- awesome. Yeah, because you've been thinking about it. I didn't even know that. And then you're like, I. This is what. This is what I meant. Because she's yeah. like, go to Point Leo. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's like two beaches. There's a surf beach and there's another the part. I'm like, oh, I went there. Like, this is beautiful. The so water nice. was warm. It was, it was and, like a spa. Oh, yeah. It was warmer in the water. Like I had to go into in the, the water, water to, keep warm. to stay warm. It was so <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's it's just, like I said one of those things I just sort of picked up on. I was just thinking about that yeah. that I've been talking about not not moving to Mornington specifically, but no. going the other side of it, so that we're near it, like we're within half an hour of it, type thing. Because we yeah, love I'll going drive there. twenty minutes yeah. to the town, and then uh, yeah, we actually had an experience that uh, we didn't we didn't generate. We didn't go. Oh, let's actually just go out there for a day and see what it's like. We actually it just sort of happened guided, without us, yeah. you know, intending for it to happen. Yeah. So yeah, she recommended it. We went out there and it was great. So yeah. just another thing that I'm there. noticing. Yeah. Putting it out there. I mean, uh, like you've said too, we we seem to be able to manifest a, a fair bit at this point, like the pram and the clothes, dining table. the space, the table, all that kind of stuff. And now, you know, it's going. I feel like we're getting yeah. we're getting channeled into a certain direction. It's- <laughs> I told our sister-in-law, I'm like, yeah, we'll be moving there asap. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, how? I'm like, she goes, what's it like? Like, what's the rent like up there? I'm like, Who cares? Yeah. I'm like that's what that's that's a vision. It's yeah. good. Like we're not even thinking about that. Yeah. Doesn't matter when you want something. That's you, those finer details. They'll work themselves out. It that's that's part of the how. The how you get showed, but when the what you want it, yeah, okay. But you got to be open to how you're going to get there. Then you get given the steps to get there. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, I found that uh, you know th- this. Yeah, I'm getting more clients now. I've got I have seven clients now, which is really which is really cool. Woo! And the really the really awesome thing with these last three or four clients is that I haven't actually had to pitch to them because they're in the yeah. space they're in the space where I'm talking to people that I'm already seeing, and then they're like, hmm, oh, okay. proximity is power. Yeah, huh? so they're in the proximity, so they kind of know like I'm known that this is what I do pretty much among the boys now. So after a bit of time. Uh, I'm seeing one tomorrow. I'm seeing a client tomorrow. He he was actually the initial one that I pitched to, where I flopped big time. Uh-huh. So and yeah, a bit of patience. Yeah, and he said I actually <laughs> I've actually wanted to for the last couple of weeks, but he had his he had reasons as to why he sort of delayed it. And we had a chat the other day, which was awesome. And he pretty much just opened up and said, this is why I'm ready to, this is what I want, but this is why I also wasn't ready. And it would, the, the cool thing was I actually had a response to everything, 
which to me meant that I'm getting better at knowing my product. I'm getting better at knowing my service and I'm able to actually have an authentic conversation with someone where I'm not just going, here's the product, come on, come and work with me, buy it, buy my service, buy my service. It's like I actually can empathize with where you're coming from because I've been there. Yeah, that's the the whole point why you started it in the first place. And this other other guy that said, I want to, you know, I'll actually have a session with you, I'll do this with you. Uh, he he said one one thing that he said was I've I've had trouble keeping money like savings I haven't been able to save very well growing up because he he was low socioeconomic background growing up and so he didn't really have the money knowledge that he would like oh, he that is hears. necessary to him and he said that yeah like he he he'd sort of save up a bit of money but then it'd be gone and I said that's exactly why I actually started this in the first place so I had a a that experience of going, oh, I've got this lump sum of money in my savings account. You know, let's now I've got other things that I want to pay for in real life. Uh, I don't really earn enough to cover it. Like oh, my paycheck, I can't. You know, I've spent all my money already. Oh, I'll just take a bit out of the savings. Oh, here, what's ten dollars? You know, what's what's thirty dollars? Oh, what's fifty dollars? A hundred dollars. And then once you start doing that and, and not even thinking about it, it gets to a point where you normalize drawing from your savings to the point where you can literally justify and feel good about just unnecessarily pulling hundreds of dollars out. And then before you know it, there's nothing in your savings account and there's nothing you can do. You've got no money because you've spent it all and you've got no backup now because you've eaten into it. And we got to that point where when we were, we were you know not far into our relationship, we were just spending money willy-nilly. And then it came to the point where we needed to move out and we kind of just take stock of our accounts and we had fucking nothing. Yeah, absolutely And I'm like, fuck it, what are we going to do? Start, start organizing. We it. had to, yeah. And, that, and that's when I started, you know, I tapped into, you know, some of the budgeting. My parents gave me a little bit of budgeting Barefoot information. Investor. And then, then I watched, I, li- I read The Barefoot Investor and he talked a lot about percentages so, like this percentage of your income goes to the expenses, this percentage saving, this percentage, yada, yada. But I don't like breaking it down into percentages. I like to be precise mm-hmm. because I don't know if I'm doing 30% of every paycheck going towards, a, a, you know, my daily expenses, for instance, I don't know if that amount of money is going to cover my bills because I've got all these bills. How do, how do I know that 30% is going to be enough? You put 30% and it's still not enough. Or 40% or 60%. Yeah. How do you know percentage-wise that that's going to be enough to cover it, you know? Let's say you get a thousand, you get a $1,000 a week. Okay, you're putting away, let's say let's say 50% goes to daily expenses. Let's say, so arbitrarily, you're, you're putting $500 away. And like, that's great. You're, you know, you've got $500 there and then you like accrue that over paychecks and then there's bills to come, you pay it. That's, that's fantastic. But for me, the problem is it's sort of like there's two sides of the coin here. The, on the one side, you've got what if you're, what if that's not enough? What if your daily expenses are going to total 600? Mm. Then you think you're putting away 500. That's fine. I can pay for everything. That's great. But then what happens when bigger bills come due, like car registration, you know, or uh, uh, what else? What else? Like car, servicing your car. Usually, it's the sort of car bills that are those big, annoying expenses. And then all of a sudden you realize I don't have enough to cover it, right? So, how do you know that, that that percentage is enough to cover it? And then the other side of the coin, what if it's too much? What if, what if, you, what if you're putting, you're, you're holding five, $500 from every, every $1,000 paycheck, but you only need $350? Well, you've just, got, you've just got $150 sitting in your access account that's doing nothing. You could be putting Spending that into your savings. It, yeah. You could be spending it, you could be investing it, you could be putting that into your savings. So that's why I don't like working with percentages. I like to get as exact as possible with what your actual bills are. 
so that we can we can really cut the fat and that way you can maximize your spending you can maximize whatever's there to save and you can you can optimize your paycheck pretty much and that's what this uh, client that i'll see next week that's what he wants mm. he's like i'm okay with budgeting i know that i earn enough to cover my expenses i'm not concerned necessarily with that but i know that i could be optimizing my paycheck more i love that i love how every one of your clients has a different reason why they need you yeah and it's not all just for the same reason that you started but there's like elements yeah. of how of the reasons of like how you've built this every little story everything that's kind of put together they've like something can help them, yeah. but they're all different. They're not all the same and they're all on different, like uh, everyone's in a different situation, which is awesome because yeah. that gives you a lot of feedback and a lot of information to know how many how many different scenarios you can help. Remember you were, you were creating scenarios before, yeah. before you actually did anything with them. You were creating, you were trying to, you told me to, to do one, yeah. give me a scenario. Now you've got all the clients, the boys at work who yeah. are giving you scenarios, real life scenarios that have challenged you. And that have get like have been amazing. Oh my god, the results are incredible. Yeah, already. Even if they're like, I just feel better after the first initial. Session. They just look at it like this is awesome. This is amazing. Like, I love it. Like one of the guys is like, You're, I'm like, are you okay with everything? He's like, Yeah, man. You gave me the tutorials. I'm fine. <laughs> that's right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> done. Yeah, like awesome. That's that's uh, that's great. You're like it's so simple. So that is like that isn't, and I'm like that's another word I'll actually incorporate into my into my uh, vernacular simple. when it comes to. Uh, opt- Optim- optimizing. optimizing, I can yeah. I can optimize your paycheck you so go, that you yeah. can maximize what's available to you yeah. without jeopardizing your ability to cover the, your cost of living and everything. Yeah. You're doing a lot of really good groundwork for your business now. And the like, the, so the other thing with this other guy, with this guy too, is he he wants to pretty much save up a big big lump of money so that when he wants to go to uni and, and study, and he doesn't want to have to work while he's doing it, so he can really focus on his studies. And mm-hmm. I'm like. So I'm like the so I developed this for structuring my money because I realized I had spent it all so I needed to get some more discipline so it started out of that but then I went through a, a situation where I didn't have a job so I had no income and I still had to cover the living costs so then I had to learn how to prioritize and how to shift money and utilize it so that I could actually maximize my ability to live Mm. Uh, whilst whilst also being able to you know do do the other things that I wanted to do, yeah. so without having a stable consistent income to rely on, so I'm like actually both of the situations that you've just detailed to me about yourself, I actually went through while I was creating this whole thing. That's what it's born out of. I'm like this is going to be a really good fit for you. Yeah. It's going to be a really good match for you because it's literally what I went through when I created it. So that's really exciting. I'm really pumped. That relatability for that. is really awesome too. Yeah, really helpful when. Someone's like, I, I've been there. Like, I, I truly have felt exactly where you are. It's like why I created this or that's part of what, that's what happened. Yeah. And this actually made it stronger. That made your spreadsheet stronger, that experience of not having a job. Yeah. And now like, look at it. It's becoming something. Yeah, it is. It, and it's such a, it's such a cool feeling. I, uh, I had a, my first Zoom client um, on Saturday. And that was, that was a really interesting experience. It was also like after a long day at work as well. So, I was like at home, I was like, God, I but still got through it. And he was really happy with it too. Yeah. He's like, I actually want to, um, you know, I, I want to, I'll show my, his like, girlfriend it because yeah. she's, he said she'd be really happy with this kind of thing too. Yeah. I'm like, great. I'm like, I'm not going to do her for free. 
yeah. that's okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll, I'm only doing you How loads of work. How did you feel work. saying that though? Oh, it was weird. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. 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 Uh, but but he's like yeah like that, totally like that's that's okay that's fine. The thing I learned with on Zoom is I'm going to have to pay for it because with the free Zoom when you, the one you don't pay for there's like a, there's a limit to how minutes. long the call can go yeah, for. Forty minute limit. <laughs> so we went for, we went just over two hours. I think we went for about two and a half hours in total. But that's because I had to keep recalling him. Yeah. So if I had just one solid, uh, you know, just session. session Probably would have gone for about two hours, 10. Yeah. And that was also an interesting experience because I've only done face-to-face up till this point and they generally two hours is more than enough time to go through the whole lot. Um, Did you tell him it was like your first Zoom call? So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to just – I'm just going to have to look into um, the – I'll pay for the, the Zoom subscription, subscription thing just so that I'm able to just have an unlimited call length. Yeah. There was another one I think that someone recommended. I think uh, – I'll have to have a look at it. Jitsi? Oh, yeah. One? Yeah, There's yeah. I'm not sure how it works. I haven't looked into it. Yeah. I just, I, 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 There's I, a few other ones. That I work just... with what's the most, you know, what generally everyone's got. Yeah. Because I want to be accessible, as accessible as possible. So oh, another interesting one with this guy that I've got coming up is he doesn't work with Excel. He does more Google Docs. Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. now what I want to, what I'll look into, because I'm not 100% sure if I would have to create the entire thing on a Google spreadsheet. Or if I can actually import an Excel document into the Google spreadsheet yeah, right. and it's all there. Yeah, write yourself a note. So, if I, if I can do that, well, then, yeah, I mean, it pretty much if you don't have Excel, I'm pretty sure Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets yeah. are nothing. You just go online. You have a Gmail account and you have, have access Gmail. to it all. Although I think Gmail now has that, that uh, what's it called, the business suite or the mm. – um, you pay for that because I got logged out of mine because my subscription cancelled, yeah, my sure. um, Anadhia one. Well, you and can I use because I know you can use Google Docs as long as you've got a Gmail account. You can use Google Docs. Yeah, but there's a lot of other apps. It might, it might be free. Yeah. I'm just saying it could be there. I got logged out of mine because I didn't pay for it. Right. Well, that's all. That's all. Anyway, I've, I've, I've got a sort of. I think it's called. Yeah. I don't know if it's part of Workspace or if it's just a business thing. I'm not too sure. Yeah. yeah there's a whole But I'm, it's good because I'm learning something like this with every single client, and it's helping me to know what the scope is, like what what I can do. Like if you don't have Excel, the good thing is I've worked with a couple of guys who don't have a computer, yeah. and they don't have Excel. So, but on that, because this thing's so easy to use on the phone, we set it all up together on my computer, and then I email it to you, and you have the spreadsheet you can use on your phone. And it's super intuitive and easy to use on the phone. Um, but yeah, guys didn't have Excel. They only had their phone. You can just download the Excel app and you can just do Excel by itself is uh, free. You can have for, for free, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah, you only pay if you get the whole Microsoft Office suite. Office suite, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you just get Excel by itself on the phone, that's also, it's free. Yeah. So that's, it's just making it more accessible to guys like that too. You don't need to have a computer. You yeah. don't need to have used Excel before. Because uh, I'm going to show you, I send you tutorials well, on how it all the works form. anyway. They don't create the formulas. You've done all that. I've work. done it all. Yeah. So it's accessible to those who haven't used Microsoft. If you don't have Microsoft, you can just get it, uh, or Excel, sorry. Uh, it's If you don't have a computer, you can do it all on your phone. Yeah. Uh, and now, yeah, it'll be interesting to see for someone who uses Google spreadsheets instead of Excel. If I can, if I can import Excel data into Google, that'll be really handy if I yeah. could. Well, that's an next. Then you know that's 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 a sort of new thing that I, I can learn. So. That's, uh, I, I pretty much now I'm going to have to, like I said, subscribe to Zoom, get the Zoom subscription so that I can have the unlimited call length. And uh, yeah, just, just sort of continue refining. And like I said, it's just really cool. The last bunch of clients I've had, I haven't even had to pitch to. They've just come to me because they know what I do. 
And that's what I want. Well, yeah. You know, but it's even still, I haven't fallen off the sales pitch bandwagon. I'm still no, refining and I'm still yeah. learning about what's relevant, what information's good that I can sort of say to them. Well, and, I mean, now you're adding optimization into it, you know, how to optimize your paycheck. Mm, that's yeah. another one. So it continues to grow, continues to develop. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun, wild process. Love so, it. yeah. Well done, honey. Thank you. Okay. We'll, we'll leave it there. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, uh, feel free to like and subscribe to whatever platform it is that you're listening on. That'd be great. Help us out a lot. Also, uh, share us around with uh, friends and family if you appreciate the content that we put out there and you think that someone else might appreciate it. I think we are quite unique in the way we sort of share and how sort of casual this is. You know, we're kind of the whole idea with what we're doing here in the process is that anyone can do all this stuff, right? We're just a couple of people that are just started with what we had. Mm-hmm. And just try to cut the crap with our own excuses on, oh, you know, we'll do it when this happens, we'll do it when this happens. You can start now. You can start achieving now. You can start thinking and getting yourself into mindsets, engaging with content that's going to put you in a better space to go out there and achieve your own goals. And so that's a lot of what we're trying to do here within the process. By sharing our experience, we're hoping that we can either inspire or be inspired by someone else who gets in touch with something similar or some input or advice for us too, you know. So it's it's the whole just recording is, it. So we're just recording our day to day. And if you think anyone would appreciate what we do here, share it around with them. That'd be great to help us out a lot. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to get in touch with uh, me to yeah see what I can do for you financially, uh, but if you also want to just continue this conversation or add your two cents in, let us know. Uh, you can email us at itppc at protonmail.com. You can direct message me on Instagram at logan.d.gray. If you're interested in my service, we can exchange uh, more formal contact information from there and we can uh, go from that point. So we're not just talking through Instagram. Uh, and if I want to get in touch with you. And if you want to get in touch with me, my Instagram is usual.gray. Cool. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Yes. <laughs>